Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Want to get a little more from every sip? Smartwater Alkaline doesn't just taste crisp and pure. It's loaded with everything you need to perform at your best, whether you're running marathons or boardroom meetings. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com. Hi, we're Visible, the wireless company with nothing to hide. Get unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for $25 a month, taxes and fees included. Sorry, hidden fees. We're just not into you. Switch today at Visible.com. Rate with service on the Visible plan. For additional terms and network management practices, see Visible.com. What's going on, people of the internet? Welcome back to another episode of the Waveform Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Marquez. And I'm David. And uh, this week, we've got a lot to talk about. So David's filling in for Andrew. We're going to talk about MacBook Air M2, Pixel 6a, some gadgets of the week, but also uh, how Hyundai's been low-key killing it with design lately. Yeah. Or maybe high-key, actually. Yeah. Um, and we also got a little bit of a sneak peek about what a mid-range Surface Duo could look like. But first, let's talk about the gadgets because there are so many. Actually, before we talk about the gadgets, I want to apologize. Oh. I want to give an apology because ever since we did trivia last week, uh, in which both Andrew and I failed to know that oh. Trinitron, Trinitron? Trinitron. Trinitron was yeah. the name yeah. of this display technology from the 80s. I have never seen more tweets yeah. at the Waveform Twitter about how they were screaming internally about how could we not know what Trinitron was. So I, I apologize for yeah. putting you through that stress. Um, and I, I will now never forget the name. Yeah. Can we just have a moment of silence for Ellis? Because uh, we were laughing at him saying we, it was a ridiculous question. As we recorded it, we were like, Ellis, that was a pretty ridiculous question. But now that we saw the tweets and everybody responding, it turns yeah. out we were being ridiculous. Yeah. We didn't know. We yeah. should have known. We're just out so of touch. That's our that's our bet on that. Yeah. Um, but anyway, let's talk about MacBook Air. All MacBook right. Air M2, the review is now finally out. We yeah. know what we're getting into with the MacBook Air. Do you have any hot takes or any any thoughts on the MacBook Air now that it's out? Yeah. I mean, I've used it a little bit now, and I like the shape overall, obviously, because the, yeah. their move to that flat design is nice. It sort of feels like a mini MacBook Pro. Like exactly. A newer MacBook Pro. Yeah. Um, but I will say I do miss, I do kind of miss the wedge a little bit just because it gave you a slight angle to your hands yeah. which was nice yeah but obviously the new screen is way better all these things are way better but again a little bit deceptively expensive because you don't want to buy that base model because it only has one 256 gigabyte chip instead of two 128 chips that can work in parallel yeah yeah i think a lot of so. people sort of missed that but that was kind of one of the biggest points of the review which is the m1 macbook air was amazing it was a thousand bucks and that was like I feel like that was the most universally recommended computer for like two years straight. Yeah. Where it was just like, yeah, this computer is great at this price. It's a thousand dollars. It's it's very competitive. Go for it. So now this is the upgraded version of that. But anytime you see Apple like leave the old version in the lineup, you always wonder like, okay, what are they doing with pricing here? Yeah. So they left that at a thousand dollars. You can you can find it on like Amazon or Best Buy, I'm sure, for like eight ninety nine or something. But now the MacBook Air M2 starts at twelve hundred. And that base version has eight gigs of RAM and 256 gigs of storage. Yeah. A $1,200 computer should not have 256 gigs yeah, of storage, right? Yeah, that's like a phone or an iPad or something. It's pretty, yeah, it's pretty disappointing. But even at that price, 
not only is it not a lot of storage, but it is particularly slow storage. So like you said, it's using a single SSD chip instead of two in parallel, which would yeah. be faster. And so you end up with this like half read, half write speed that kind of gets annoying when you get into memory swap, swap territory. Memory. Yeah. You got a bunch of Chrome tabs open. You know what they do with RAM and Chrome. Like you start to slow down. You realize that's not performing the way it usually does. And we actually noticed this using it. So uh, I highly, highly recommend upgrading from that base to getting at least the 512 gigs of storage. Yeah. I mean, I would do that anyway because 256 on a laptop is just There's just so many reasons to upgrade. So that puts you at 1,400. Yeah. And that's still with the 8 gigs of RAM. Maybe you bump up the RAM. Maybe you want to bump up the GPU or whatever. But that's at least 1,400. And that's, I would think about this laptop as a minimum $1,400 laptop. Yeah. Now it's not so easy. Like $1,000, if you have $1,000 to spend, you might still be fine getting the M1 MacBook Air. You're missing out on the new design and MagSafe and the fast charging and maybe the extra port now that MagSafe opens that up. But yeah, it's a pretty good computer for for the price still. Nothing about that changed. Yeah, the so, M series chips are still amazing. Yeah. Um, I think I saw a lot of comments being like, oh, everyone was saying the M chips are so amazing last year and now they're like kind of being negative about M2 chips. It's like we make a giant generational leap like that. Obviously, every year after that's going to be like kind of slow increments. Yeah, um, but the GPU increases are pretty are pretty sick. Yeah, alone. So. One of my favorite takes about this laptop because we I, I sort of opened the review talking about how this is the first one that's designed around Apple Silicon. Like we had the old body with the Intel MacBook Air, and then we put M1 right. inside. Now this is all designed around the chip. Uh, I feel like we now realize that the 12 inch MacBook was ahead of its time, just yeah. a little bit ahead of its time because they tried to put an Intel chip in there and the 12-inch MacBook makes the new MacBook Air look big. Like yeah. this is a very small, thin, thin, ultra-portable laptop and I want to see that reincarnated with an M1 chip. I feel like that would actually be a really good machine. Yeah, if you've used the new MacBook Pros, like the 14-inch and the 16-inch, and then you use a MacBook Air, it, MacBook Air M2, it is weirdly thin because it's like the same shape, yeah. but it's like half the height. It's really weird. Yeah, it's like yeah. a little little shelf. Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> yeah awesome. exactly. So I'm a fan. Uh, I think go watch that review. It's got a lot of good things going for it, but obviously keep that price in mind and keep that, you know, oh, that also Delta. the fingerprints. When we were going through the oh, comments section, man. trying to find the most asked questions, everyone was talking about the fingerprints. Like, yeah, yeah. We so yeah. we were originally gonna try to do like a sort of a Q and A style review, right. and it turned out that most of the questions that people were asking were pretty easily answered in the normal review, yeah. and then the extra bits were just like, "Can you guys like talk about the fingerprints and like how bad that is?" Yeah, it was uh, it was annoying. We were shooting in in like B-roll out in the open and Brandon was getting a shot of the back of the computer as I was using it. He's like, oh, let me just wipe it off real quick. I was like, nope, nope, can't wipe it off. We got to show it the way it actually yeah. looks in the <laughs> yeah. real world, which is it's going to look like Anytime this. you pick it up. As soon as you yeah. touch it. Yeah. So yeah, MacBook Air. It's out there now. Yeah. Um, do you want to talk about this Surface Duo? I, I sure. saw the headline. I did not read the article. So maybe you can fill me in on what this is. Yeah, so there was a potentially cheaper Surface Duo that was supposed to launch, um, I think, in 2022. But they canceled the project last year in 2021. It was going to be made of plastic. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, the, the build quality of the Surface Duo is pretty good because it's this weird, like, glass... It's a glass and sandwich. sort of metal with this weird, interesting hinge. And that device, 
Accurate. Very <laughs> accurate right there. <laughs> that device, dot, dot, dot. It's just like fundamentally, in my opinion, it feels fundamentally bad because the aspect ratio is is too wide to, when it's like folded over itself to hold with one hand. Right. It's a weird tallness. When you have it open, you have to hold it with two hands. That means you have to have big bezels because your fingers are going to go. It's just, it was already weird. And it was like $1,400 when the first yeah. one launched. It was like insanely expensive. So now they're like, I guess they were planning on making a cheaper one, but I'm assuming... How much cheaper? Does it, is that well, just a... It never... Did, the the original no Surface Duo got down to like $450. Well, well yeah. Like, unintentionally. On sale. Yeah. yeah. So I am, I would have imagined this probably would have sold for like 900 or or 1000 maybe a 1000 mm-hmm. Um, And I mean, I when I was reviewing this... The original Surface Duo, I dropped it once and it completely shattered. And oh. that, that happened to multiple other people too. Woof. So maybe a plastic design actually would have been more <laughs> rugged. <laughs> yeah, that's so, funny. You do, you, do you think the Surface Duo as a form factor is doomed? Like you're saying like the aspect ratio, right? Like all the foldables have to deal with this thing where you need it to be a good phone unfolded and a good phone folded. Right. And you f- you get phones like the Galaxy Fold, which is like, it's kind of tall and thick like a candy bar. It's, it's a little bit worse as a normal phone, but then you open it and it's way better. Right. Then you get the Huawei's of the world. Um, the Surface Duo maybe being the worst version of this compromise where it's kind of bad at both. Yeah. Is it like not worth trying this version again? The weird thing about the Duo is that it, it works like a book, right? Like a book that you take around with you, you don't use the front of the book. You don't care about the front of the book. You just open it and then you only use it in this two-handed mode. Mm -hmm. And that's the aspect ratio that it's in. And so they tried to make it usable with one screen by folding it around itself. But when they made the second Surface Duo, they added the bump in the camera module, which made it not even fold flush around itself. So then you've got this like really weird like shape. and. Holding it with one hand is difficult as it is, and I don't know. I mean, I have heard a lot of people who, now that it's like $400 on the used market and also like on sale every now and then, it's a really great Kindle reader. If you want an Android-based Kindle that has two pages accessible, and apparently the digitizer is less terrible now, and you can actually use the device, could be a good Kindle reader. Um... But it had a it, yeah, I don't know. When, when I was reviewing the one and two, it was like the glitchiest phone I had ever used in my life. Same, same. Yeah. I, I specifically mentioned that. I think it, and the red flag was when the embargo was like, you can talk all about the hardware as much as you want. <laughs> no and then software. it'll go on sale. And then you can talk about that. Yeah, that was like, I was that like, was, that was when companies start using reviewers to their advantage. And I felt really uncomfortable about that whole situation. Yeah, so the, the Surface... I don't know. I It is kind of a romantic idea of just having a little pocket notebook around yes. that's digital. And it's like a, a good modern version of that would be so, so nice. Right. Like, I really want that to exist. Have you ever seen the movie Her before? I haven't, but I've heard of it. Yeah. There's a it, there's a device in that movie. It's like a f- retro futuristic movie. And there's a device. His phone is basically a Surface Duo. It's a little pocket book that hmm. he only like... It almost looks like a passport, and he only opens it up when he wants to use it. That's what it's the size of. Yes. It's a passport. A passport. Yeah. And he can keep it in it. There's a part where he has it in a shirt pocket, and the camera is facing outward, and the AI can see his world, and he's kind of uh, dancing around. See? It's like a very romantic idea. It would be cool if it worked like that. <laughs> yes. From a usability idea, I don't know. I do like the idea. Like Something I liked about the Duo was that 
it was a very intentional device. When you close it, it is closed. You're not getting like ambient notifications that are like you're at dinner with somebody and you're like looking at it constantly. Lighting up. Yeah. You open it. Yeah. Light, light it up. <laughs> <laughs> you open it up. You do the things you need to do and you close it. And that is very romantic and cool. And I like that. Yeah. But it was, I don't know. I mean, maybe if they could make one that is not so insanely glitchy. Sadly, Android 12L, which is like the more tablet, large phone oriented interface came out way after these things came out. Right. So that was a problem. Like Microsoft was trying to like put this layer on top of Android that made it see each screen as different screens. Right. But if you took a screenshot, it didn't show the hinge. So the device thought that it was a tablet. But then Microsoft's additional glitchy layer on top was trying to segment everything. And I don't know. I I, I would like to see a non-glitchy version of this and then maybe be able to evaluate it. Yeah, because I was inspired by the idea. You know how Panos inspires us with his <laughs> his general walkthroughs of like getting in flow and everything. Like yeah. I saw him using it and I was like, yeah, dual screen phone. Yeah. That's going to make sense. I'm going to have my tasks on one side and my calendar on the other side. I'm going to have my Gmail on the left mm-hmm. and my browser on the right. Like I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have a good time. Uh, yeah, maybe, maybe one more try. Yeah. Surface. And with the case, the, uh, flat pen can magnetically attach on right. the two. So like, I feel, it, didn't it accidentally do that on the first one? Uh, kind of yes. like loosely. Yeah. It would like fall off after yeah, a while. Because the hint, like when it closes, there's like a weak magnet that makes it close together. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I have a question for you guys. Yeah. Do you think that if it was not a phone, it would be better? Like if you just don't, phone, <laughs> that's really funny. That's <laughs> If you ask Microsoft, they they, would they don't refer to it as a phone. No. Right? Yeah, They're like yeah. it should be. But it is. It's got your SIM card in it and like you can do phone calls awkwardly on it if you want to. If they yeah, if they came out and they were like, here's our Surface Book, Surface Passport. Like Surface Passport. No phone functionality, just like I think there was There was a prototype that was supposed to be called the Surface Passport. Um oh, it was the a Neo? different device. Oh was no, that was Neo? a bigger one, I think. Oh, there was yeah. going to be a bigger one that's canceled too. I th- I think if the I think Can't because it off. runs Android, it it gets the stigma of like yeah it's it's a phone even though we have Android tablets like when you have a small Android device like that you, you can use it with one hand we just see it as a phone and so you just start comparing it to phones and the experience is so much worse so but then you get into the idea of like what is a phone because any Android based device can do the same thing that a pocketable phone can do except possibly make phone calls yeah but but the phone would be the primary device if they didn't market this as the primary device just like a secondary well they did they that's what they marketed it as they kind of did but nobody took it that way like they kept saying it's not a (laughs) what panos was saying it's not a phone it's a surface he said that a hundred times over lauren good had an article called called like don't call it a phone yeah but it and they wanted it to be, though. But it took a SIM card and it was a small <laughs> yeah, Android exactly. screen in your pocket. I don't know, man. Yeah, I think the fact that it fits in your pocket is is just people are just going to see it as a phone. Oh, yeah. We yeah. skipped over the whole eBay thing, though. Oh, yeah. Well, how did we find out about this potential uh, mid-range version? It popped up on eBay. Um, this has been happening a lot recently. It this seems sounds like, like what would happen to a Pixel phone. I think it did happen. I think it has. There was a guy that bought a Pixel, what he thought was a Pixel 6 Pro on like Craigslist and And ended up being a 7 Pro. It's like, how does... (laughs) Sick. Sick. So this is Microsoft. So is it intentional? No, probably It popped up on eBay, then got deleted, then got put back on eBay. And then I think that got deleted or something like that. I don't know. We were looking at the listing like yesterday and it was only like $800. And Andrew and I were like, 
should we just buy this? Because yeah. like, this is like probably the price it would go for anyway. And it's like the only one on the planet. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That's pretty funny. Anyway. Well, we'll, we'll come back to Surface. I think I'm going to give it one more shot. I think, well, not me. I think the world's going to give it one more shot. Yeah. I think if we get uh, a really, really impressive Surface in this form factor, then we can accept that this was a good thing to try. But if we get another Surface and it's also really bad and annoying to use, then it probably won't get another You know one. what I would love to see? You know how the Razer, when it folds there's like that the teardrop part of the folded screen kind of like goes into the hinge. Yeah. If Microsoft could do that with this device where when you open it up, it's straight up a tablet mm -hmm. and then the software could segment it into two screens, but it was one continuous display. Mm -hmm. I feel like that would be really cool. That would be really cool. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll then you could fold it over itself too, maybe. I don't know. Depends on if they keep that hinge, that 360 yeah. hinge thing going on. Which it was a cool, great hinge design. Yeah. Um, and they made a big deal about it, as every hinge company does. Of course. Uh, <laughs> Microsoft is good at hinges, but yeah. anyway. Well, I raved. That was the one thing I loved about the Surface. Um, I'm afraid I have to admit that entire time I had that stupid song in my head about how well, the phone don't, don't jiggle, jiggle, jiggle. It folds. I'd it like folds. To see you wiggle, wiggle. And I just... Let's let's go to break. I think we should go to break. Let's do a trivia and then go to break and then we'll be right back. Uh, okay, trivia question. In honor of Ellis's question, we're we're bringing it back. Oh, no. <laughs> Why would you do this? To us? What does Sony's TV brand Bravia stand for? Oh no. I just learned this. Is it's, it an acronym? It is an acronym. It's Did a you acronym. A backronym? It's a backronym, which is a word I learned researching this. So a backronym is an acronym you form in reverse, where you have the word and then you come up with something that it stands for. I, yes, that seems like what oh, they Oh, yeah, of course. Um, Why did they come up with the word in the first place, though? They just, felt the, need. It, they just felt the need. All right. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'll think about it. Oh, as we learned before, though, Bravia is the new branding of Trinitron. Yeah. So. I don't think that'll help right? me figure it out, though. The CRT people are screaming in the comments. No, yeah. Bravia is, oh. if I understand sorry, correctly, yes. when Sony fully was like, we're done with CRTs, we're only doing LCD panels now. Yeah. That was when Bravia came and Trinitron left. Got you. But there was a weird out, never came gray back. Got some cigs. area period where they were doing flat screen t CRTs, and that was what Wega was. Flat screen CRTs? Yeah. Well, Interesting. This, they, weren't, they were still pretty deep, but... They weren't like a rounded yeah. bulb on the end. And uh, that's the one that it kind of looks like Vega, but with two Vs. And Sony's always like, no, it's Vega. Say Vega. Ah, so Sony's a history of weird names and pronunciations. They just, right. they predicted that we were going to be doing trivia in the future. They knew like, they had to make it complex. Come on, guys. How'd you not know that? To not be an easy answer. All right. We'll think about it and we'll come back. Be right back. Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Life moves pretty fast. Are you drinking water that can keep up? Smartwater Alkaline has everything you need to stay hydrated, no matter where your day takes you. Whether you're pitching a tent or your next big idea, Smartwater Alkaline can help you perform your best. It delivers a pure, crisp taste that makes it the perfect chaser after a big workout. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com.
Hi, we're Visible. We're the wireless company with nothing to hide. Seriously. Hidden fees? We don't have them. Annual contracts? Not our thing. Great wireless on just one line? Now that's more like it. Get unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just $25 a month. Taxes and fees included. That's right. $25 a month? Every month. Sorry, hidden fees. We're just not that into you. Sometimes the choice is just Visible. Switch today at Visible.com. Rate with service on the Visible plan. For additional terms and network management practices, see Visible.com. All right, welcome back. Let's talk. Uh, let's talk cars for a second. I got a little. I got a little bit to to rewind about. So, this week I tweeted about Hyundai, mm-hmm. and I think Andrew and I have had like little partial segments of this conversation before on Waveform, where it's like we see a couple of Hyundai's new Hyundai's on the street now, and we're like, they look good. Yeah. Like they look real nice. They're not afraid to play with the lights. They have very distinctive like daytime running lights and. I don't know, there's something about them. I'm very, very impressed. And Hyundai has a reputation already in the U.S., but I feel like they're on this little glow up, Yeah. right? So I, I've had this little back-of-the-head, like, Hyundai thing. And then they came out with the the Ionic 5 and a Super Bowl commercial, and, like, we all keep seeing Ionic 5s on yeah. the street now. And this is now probably number one on my list of electric cars that I haven't driven yet that I see and want to try. Because mm-hmm. they're out there. Mm-hmm. People are driving them, and they look pretty cool. Um, so that's, that's in the back of my head this whole time. Then we get this like concept. I think it's a concept. Yeah. Concept Hyundai car. It's a two door car. Uh, Hyundai makes this snazzy, like promo reel and a photo shoot with them. So I guess it's renders and like a reel that they put together, but of the Envision 74, uh, technically a hybrid EV, they'll say it'll combine hydrogen and pure battery. And it looks so sick. My take is it looks more like the DeLorean That's than the new DeLorean actually does. Absolutely what I was thinking too, yeah. Did you, you see these pictures? Yeah. I, so oh I tweeted like, yeah, whoever's doing design for Hyundai, like keep Even it the up. interior. I will, I will say what's interesting is that I think a lot of manufacturers have been trying to figure out like, all right, we're electrifying our lineup now. Let's make it look futuristic. But mm-hmm. a lot of the the car manufacturers, when they try to do that, it ends up just looking really tacky. Yeah. <laughs> and somehow Hyundai has like taken like even this car has like these this LED pixel array for its headlights. And just the daytime running lights. Again, right. like that, they're not afraid to mess with that. Yeah. And then their angles too, like on the Ionic 5 and yeah. Ionic 6, it's like it's very like tetrahedral, but it actually looks good. Dude, if I saw this car on the street, I would be like, what is that? Yeah. That is sick. The electric hydrogen hydrogen um, mix is really interesting because hydrogen cars are really cool in concept because they only release water, right? Uh, water vapor. And then obviously ca- electric cars can store and charge more energy in our, or store more energy and are more efficient overall. But... I mean, that's what, what do they mean by hybrid? Do they say what that means? So if I, the more I read into this, it's it's clear it's very concept. Like they just say it's going to be a hybrid and have these two methods, but don't really explain too much of how that would work. Also, the way I understand it. So let's, I'm just going to read the motor1.com article. Um, Technically, it's a hybrid EV, combines a hydrogen fuel cell with a battery to power a pair of electric motors. So the electric motors take power from both, uh, one per wheel. Oh, sorry. One at each rear wheel, so it's just rear-wheel drive. Oh, my God. (laughs) The result is a combined output of 671 horsepower. But with the individual motors at the back, Hyundai will explore various aspects of torque vectoring and an electric rear-wheel drive application. 
Uh, Hyundai also says the combination of hydrogen and fuel cell with batteries allows for the cooler temperatures. Hmm. So yeah. I guess... Oh, yeah, that's an interesting idea, actually. It can makes you, sense. Can you use the water vapor that is the... Um, that is the result of a the hydrogen exhaust car of a to hydrogen. cool the battery. I don't know, and I I don't know if it'll be cool exhaust either. Right. So I'm not It'd exactly be hot water sure. Vapor. To me, it just feels like there's oh, going to be two vapor, plugs. Probably is hot. Yeah. Yeah. But there's going to be two plugs on the car. Now you have to plug in to and to give it hydrogen and plug in to give it. I wonder if it will be like a current hybrid electric where you can use all gas and you could technically use all battery if you wanted to, but it's only got like 50 miles of range, but you could, you don't have to use both. Yeah. So in the, in the current plug-in, plug-in electric, plug-in hybrid hybrid world, you can have a gas tank and an electric motor and the electric motors you can charge by a plug-in or you can just use the regeneration from what the gas engine system is doing. Maybe that's also an option with hydrogen electric you only really add hydrogen yeah. and the electric battery however big it is gets recharged as you drive yeah and you can plug in if you want maybe that's how it yeah either way it's either a concept way, car it looks like an 80s style it's all about the look b- like back to the future i immediately thought of back to the future when i saw this car and yeah. like i i love this i want it i, I want it, it to exist hyundai if you're listening this is uh this is prime please bring top top end work right here yeah all of the pictures also i love that they decided to do the because i'm i'm pretty sure these are renders yeah and i love that they decided to do renders in the rain of it like driving (laughs) around rear wheel drive like kicking the tires out on a track in the rain in the storm like that is even the wheels sick even the wheels have like this futuristic wheels (laughs) i'll I'll talk about the wheels for a second every new ev has to think about aero right and most of them have some sort of a version of aerodynamic wheels, aero caps, aero uh, hubs, whatever, something about the wheel. They just need to not have a normal like five spoke wheel because that's very draggy. Um, and most of them look pretty ugly. Yeah. You've seen the Model 3 and Model S's. I think it's ugly. Yeah. I took mine off. I don't yeah. like them. But this, it's just a disc. And I assume if you push this around, this is a 670 horsepower car on a track. You need ventilation for the brakes. So I don't see this staying on in an actual track scenario, but purely visually, I love it. Is that ventilation though? So that's ventilation, but is that enough ventilation for a track day with maybe like steel brakes, carbon ceramic brakes maybe? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know enough about like the logistics of making a car like this. But all I know is that's the best looking aero cap I've ever seen. It, it looks amazing. It's just yeah. a plate. Yeah. A frisbee. I just like, yeah, a lot of these car manufacturers try to like make their electric stack look futuristic and it ends up just looking tacky. But somehow Hyundai manages to make Hyundai. it. Hyundai. Hyundai like Sunday. Hyundai like Sunday. Yeah. Okay. Good to yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> and then the, the wheel is actually like a racing wheel. It's like that Logitech racing wheel we have in the studio here. Yeah. Yeah. I want this to exist. This looks really cool. If I, I saw this. make this. I don't know if there's any sort of price talk, but if they if I saw this on the street, I would immediately be like, I, I love that. the '80s, and I would straight up like I would trade in anything. Yeah, this, this is this is a better done retro future car than the new DeLorean. I'm just gonna say it. Yeah, which uh, will probably not even ship. So yeah, well, <laughs> this is a concept car too, so that's another question. Yeah, um, yeah. Shout out to the design. I also there is a second one. That is a slightly different look. Let me find the name because this is also in the Motor One article. It is called the RN22E, based on the Ionic 6, but it's a little more of like a sports car, 
normal EV two-door type thing. It still looks sick. It's got the, the big grill on the front. It's got the slot headlights. It definitely has Porsche vibes. Yeah. Porsche, which I like. I like Porsche. I think I like the Ionic 6 better than I like this car. Better than is that, this is that, R22? Is that a, yeah, is that a hot take? Well, the Ionic 6 is going to be real. And <laughs> this is... That a, is definitely a benefit. This is a concept. So I'm yeah. I'm happy with both. I actually like this one better. I need to see the back of this car. Of this RN22E? Yeah. Here you go. Oh. This is the back. Ooh, that's... Ooh. It looks like a... Nice. It looks kind of like an AMG mm, with yeah. the wing... I think I still like the Ionic 6 better. Yeah, which is Ionic surprising. 6 is nice. I'll take it. Talk about a glow up. I am very yeah. impressed. I saw um, somebody, uh, we'll have to find it. Maybe we can put it in the show notes. But I saw someone post like a history of Hyundai. Hyundai. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Hyundai likes Hyundai. Uh, Hyundai, and it was like the generations, like every 10 years, their design. And they actually do do that kind of like um, textile design way back until like the 70s or 60s or something mm-hmm. and then before that they're pretty ugly <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> like yeah. they look like cheap cars for a while and then eventually they start looking pretty good and i've never even given them like a really a second thought until their ev lineup started to come out i think that's key so a lot of these companies underrated they have an opportunity to basically completely rebrand where they sit in the market with the first evs that they make right and so hyundai is such a good example because we have at least in the U.S., we have a reputation that we assign to Hyundai, which is these are twenty to thirty-five thousand dollar mid-range budget affordable economy cars, and that's kind of all we think about them. Yeah. The second the Ionic Five started showing up, I was like, okay, that's different. Yeah. That is a like sort of futuristic, practical, cool EV. Mm-hmm. And now everything they've come out with since then. I kind of look at in this new light. So everything electric that they do can fall under that new umbrella, even though it's still Hyundai. And that's that's a huge opportunity. I don't know if the legacy car manufacturers with huge reputations in markets like the US think about it the same way. Like yeah. Ford, they're just going to name it a Mustang, yeah. whatever, Mustang Mach-E, fine. F-150 Lightning. Right. But if you were looking for the opportunity to rebrand, like Hyundai might have been, and like maybe, what's another good example? Somebody who probably wants... Smaller ones. Alfa Romeo is not big here. Kia. Kia yeah. is having a Kia. sort of a renaissance. Kia is having a little bit of a renaissance. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, I think I think that's kind of underrated about like this new generation of things that yeah. we're seeing. That's a good. That's a good point, especially in the U.S. Like I'm sure they have stronger pulls in their like native countries yeah. that they're. But I mean, like even I guess Toyota doesn't really need to do that. They haven't really done it. I, I'm kind of disappointed in Toyota so far because they only have like the BZ4X, which has gotten really bad reviews so far. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I'll be glad if there's a lot a lot more good options on the market because for a while it was like, go. yeah, I would like to see Honda do this too. Has Honda done anything? Electric? I haven't seen much. I, wow. just, I was just behind a That's Honda. A depressing. I was behind a Honda Ridgeline pickup truck today on the way to the studio and I was like I haven't seen one of those Those in a while. Those look so weird. (laughs) Yeah I I am yeah I think also Toyota has a bunch of like stuff on the horizon we've talked about like that that mystery lineup where they showed a bunch of like oh yeah this is a Supra but electric but also 10 years in the future. It feels like they're giving up their lead though because like the the default like affordable pretty good car was like the Camry and then the the Honda Accord and I feel like neither of those companies they're kind of they're kind of letting these other companies eat their yeah, market share. They're definitely sitting on those, and they'll still sell for a while. Yeah, but at some point, 
because there's also a huge price factor. Totally. When Hyundai goes yeah. from like their economy roots to like the Ionic 4, Ionic, Ionic 5, Ionic 6, like those are 45 plus, like yeah. they're a different price bracket. True. So you change True. your reputation, you get to change your price. I think um, it's really, really hard to make a good EV at that price yeah. right now. So supply chain issues, battery tech, like that stuff may change over yeah. time and maybe someday we'll get a good $20,000 EV. Right. But since it doesn't exist yet, I guess it's mandatory to change your reputation if you want to sell it a at a camera at 20k is really good but like an yeah. EV at 20k is not going to be the like a 20k EV today does that exist would probably not be good exists. with the current tech it would be like a half the battery size it yeah. would just not be good yeah so one thing I will yeah. say about Toyota is that they've been saying for a while now that they're putting all of their eggs in this solid state battery it's like a new battery that they want to replace lithium ion batteries mm-hmm um, and they're saying they're going to start rolling out vehicles with that in it, they say, mid-decade. Sure. So it's hopefully they're... Horizon. Yeah, they're going to start punching big with the guys. EVs, but okay. we will have to see. Oh, man. I That's one of those things that could either turn out to be like a facepalm statement or like a told you so. Yeah. It could be a great... Like Tesla's lead right now in EVs is so dramatic because it's they've ridiculous. just been cranking their gigafactories. Like they are all in yeah. on lithium ion battery production and just doing what they're doing. So Toyota coming in 10, 12 years later being like, actually, we've been working on this thing. Either it's better or it's, uh, you know, who knows? Yeah. Isn't that <laughs> new Tesla battery solid state though? Or am I crazy? No, they've just been working on cell, like the 4680 cells yeah. you're talking about. Yeah, they're still lithium ion, but they're oh. much, they're, they're more compact and they're they're closer together and there's less gaps between cells. And there's a whole bunch of things that are better at them. But 100%. Energy density and overall tech is better yeah. in the 4680 cells. Right. Um, but I don't think they are a new, entirely right. new technology. Okay. Gotcha. But that's, you know, Tesla's, Tesla's constant, they're a battery company yeah basically like yeah. a tech and battery company AI and battery company. so they're getting better at that but yeah anyway thanks yeah. shout out to inspiration for hyundai that that i still need to try an ionic 5 and ionic 6 we're yeah. gonna get there um speaking of cars yeah oh there's another car thing on do we want to talk about this this the, is bmw we should we should briefly get into yeah, this Yeah, briefly okay yeah well what's the i'm just gonna read the headline then yeah okay ign.com some bmw car features can only be unlocked with microtransactions. Subheadline, heated seat DLC. <laughs> now, when I first read this, I don't think this is the first time I've heard this, like heated seats as a subscription. I actually just ran out on my car uh, of the free trial of the connectivity package. It's oh, 10 yeah. bucks a month. Same, yeah. And uh, so when I renewed it, I paid the 10 bucks to to get another month and I was just reading what I got. And it's navigation not... is one of the things you don't get if you don't pay for what it. What does that mean? Meaning, I, I don't guess- I pay for it and I get navigation. You don't? I don't pay for it. It was in, I mean, this is what the app, uh, this is what the app told me. Hold on, let me pull up the app and see what I'm getting. But I am paying a subscription for some of the features of my car is the point. Yeah. And that's not a new idea, but it is kind of annoying that some of the most like, basic hardware features are still going to end up being... Yeah, because my maps still work. Actually, Tesla has lied to me twice because (laughs) 
I am that old guy who hasn't updated my software since like a year ago because I don't want, I don't like the new UI. So yeah. Oh, right. And I, so you didn't upgrade? <laughs> every single time I park my car, I have to hit cancel on the update. So how, what's happening now? N- nothing. They it's told, fine. they told me that in March, my, uh, my navigation would stop working. Never stopped working. I kept getting all these notifications being like, if you don't update it by this specific day, your car is going to start, start having problems. Never had any problems. I don't know. I feel like it's all fake. But like, yeah, they said like your your maps will stop working. They said there was some update to like, because I think they use AT&T for their map data or something. And they said there was some change where an old thing was going to be turned off and the update was important because of that. But like nothing is different. I can still route. I can still do everything. The only thing I cannot do is like stream through the Spotify app on the car's dashboard but I would rather just use my phone's Bluetooth anyway most of the time. I do that too. Yeah. 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 No, I just, but think about it though. When the hardware is there to do something and it's specifically, it costs extra to put it in the car and it's not enabled on your car, but it is enabled on somebody else's car, that feels weird. Yeah. Like the heat, the seat heater thing or a heated steering wheel, for example, just doesn't like, the fact that so, it's there and you can't use it unless you pay seems crazy. I think from a scale perspective, when you're trying to make a ton of cars, yeah. it actually makes sense for you to just make a ton of cars and then eventually sell them versus making them to order. Right. Where you have to like put specific features in and the SKU is different and then it's very specific. You can just make a ton of cars and then have everything off by default and then you can turn it on if you pay. I don't like the fact that you pay monthly. I feel like putting the hardware in and then saying like you can pay $200 if you want it enabled, sure, whatever. But turning everything into a subscription service is like a slippery slope. Yeah, it's like, I feel like it's now already a question of how far can we push this? Like how much can we turn into recurring revenue? I know um, I'm just going to go to the extreme. Imagine your car has like 18-way power moving memory seats or whatever and can't use any of that unless you pay per month it's like why what that yeah. seems crazy and they're going to find where that line is what people are willing to pay for yeah. and not willing to pay for and they're going to get they'll right cross up the line it. they'll cross the line Some, somebody's going to cross someone the line. was making a joke of like oh no i forgot to renew my brake subscription yeah <laughs> see that's and that's obviously over the line but like, yeah where the gray area yeah. in there somewhere yeah it's I found, interesting because like the the um just on time manufacturing that toyota actually like pioneered way back in the day that tesla uses mm-hmm. makes sense like make the car to spec and only make it when they order it so that everything is efficient. But at the same time, there's the other angle of if you have so much demand, you might as well make every car exactly the same so you can move yeah. the you can move the production way faster. And tailor it with software after the fact. And there's probably a line where adding the hardware in, but being able to make more cars makes it cheaper for them than not adding the hardware in in certain cars. Right. Yeah, yeah that's fair. That yeah. is very fair. Yeah, but the mental games are definitely going to be interesting. Yeah. I found the list of what Tesla enables with what I pay 10 bucks a month for. Okay. So navigation is included. All of the rest of this stuff is not unless you pay. Live traffic visualization, satellite maps, sentry mode, video my, streaming. My sentry mode still works. Oh, yeah. But I didn't I know. Walked maybe because I don't have like a free trial still going or something. No, my trial ended in March. 
Maybe it's because it, I like, maybe it's because I didn't update the car. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't know the free trial is over. It's just like I'm I'm just gonna keep doing my thing until I'm connected to the internet. I'm down. Internet browser? Does your browser still work? Uh, I've not tried. That. Haven't tried it. Probably not. Music streaming is the other thing. Why would you use a browser on your car? It. I never do it. Yeah. I literally just use my phone for everything and connect yeah. to Bluetooth and it's way better. Yeah. But interesting. What was the other thing? Is that it? Uh, karaoke. <laughs> karaoke. And and video streaming. So the, news, the Netflix okay. and Hulu apps and stuff. Yeah, I charge in my garage, I guess, if I was like charging for half an hour. If you're supercharging. But I could also just watch on my phone or my laptop. That's what I would do. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like $10 a month is kind of steep for what they're offering, but we'll see. We'll see anyway. what people pay for. BMW will find out where that line where that is. Line is yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, all right. We got to take a quick break, but we're going to come back. We got to talk about Pixel 6a. Yeah. But first, a second trivia question. All right. So we talk about RCS from time to time. What does SMS stand for? I already know this. I do too. Okay. Very we'll nice. see. Yeah. We know it both. We made RCS a, and yeah, SMS. Yeah. We, we made the. Okay, we made a whole video on this. Yeah. Okay, we'll see. Okay. Count it. It's in the bank. <laughs> Be right back. Support for this episode comes from Viator. Sure, a good souvenir is always fun, but it's the experiences that people love the most about traveling. When you get back home, that t-shirt might fade and that snow globe might break, but it's those once-in-a-lifetime memories that will last. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like architectural sightseeing, snorkeling excursions, sunset cruises, and so much more. With Viator, you can reserve everything from simple tours to thrilling adventures with over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries. Whether you're a foodie, a history buff, or an adrenaline junkie, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you can have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Make memories that will last forever with Viator. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Life moves pretty fast. Are you drinking water that can keep up? Smartwater Alkaline has everything you need to stay hydrated, no matter where your day takes you. Whether you're pitching a tent or your next big idea, Smartwater Alkaline can help you perform your best. It delivers a pure, crisp taste that makes it the perfect chaser after a big workout. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a smart water alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com. All right, welcome back. We got another gadget. Last thing we want to talk about, Pixel 6a. Yep. The review is out. The phone is out there and you can choose to get one. And I have a hot take about it, but I'm going to wait till the end to give you that. Spicy. Okay. So let's just go over the phone itself. Um... We already knew about Pixel 6 Pro. We already knew about Pixel 6. Pixel 6a is the budget version in Google's lineup. It's 449 this year, 449 US dollars. Yep. And for that price, you get the same Tensor chip and then cheaper things around it. Yep. Those cheaper things being a flat 1080p 60 hertz display, um, 
I think it's only one spec, 128 gigs of storage and six gigs of RAM. Correct, yeah. Um, it with the A-series now. It's, it's about a 4,400 milliamp hour battery, which is pretty good. And dual cameras, and they are not the same as the new Pixel 6 and 6 Pro cameras. Right. It's an old 12 megapixel camera and an ultra wide. They took away the headphone jack. The yep. Pixel 5a had a headphone jack. The yep. 6a does not have a headphone jack. And they do not have wireless charging. So those yeah. are two things to note. Some people might get, not care about those things. I can already see the comments because at this point as we record this, I haven't finished the review yet, but I can already tell that when this comes out, there will be comments in the review video saying, I don't really care. Why do you guys care so much about wireless charging? It's not a big deal if you don't have it. Totally fair. But if you do have wireless charging now, then you're going to not like yeah, losing wireless charging. Definitely. So there's that. Um and that's pretty much it. It has the slower in-screen fingerprint reader that the 6 Pro also has, which kind of annoyed me. Uh, did you like the design? It kind of looks like the other Pixels. I like the design. I, I like that it's more compact. Um, 6.1 inches is still pretty big. I loved Pixel 5. Yeah. I love Pixel 4a. Um, I think 449, they, they, they put the Pixel 5a at 449 as well, and Pixel 4a was 349 which is just way so good. And yeah. Pixel 4a was such an amazing phone with an amazing screen. And so when you move it up $100, there's a lot that you can get in the competition. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the cameras. Yeah. I. Th so they added new cameras in the Pixel 6, Pixel 6 Pro. <clears throat> they didn't really do anything with those new cameras. Yeah. That was the worst part about it. It's like they added this huge... 50 megapixel sensor that they were binning on. And we were hoping like, oh, they've been using the same sensor for like four or five years now. They've literally used it for like five years. Pixel 3, Pixel 4, Pixel 4. Started on 2. Pixel 2, Pixel 5, yeah. Yeah, 2 yeah. through 5 was the exact same sensor. So they were getting a new sensor. We were like, it's going to be way better. Had a little bit more depth of field, but the processing, exactly the same. Yeah. Um, so that said... If they're not going to make it better besides the processing or besides like a little bit more depth of field and maybe a little bit lo better low light performance than whatever. Yeah. It's still one of the best cameras you can get at that price point. That's where I landed. So I, on one hand, I've seen a lot of this particular Sony sensor and a lot of new phones we've tested. The Nothing phone has the same camera sensor as the ROG Phone 6, which has the same camera sensor as the Nord 2T, which is the same camera sensor as like another phone we just tested. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's like a B, B plus sometimes camera. Yeah. doesn't really freeze motion very well. It's kind of noisy at night, but it's fine. And so when I hear on paper that the Pixel 6a has a worse camera and older, lower spec camera than the other six and six pro, I think the natural instinct is, oh, darn, it's not going to be as good, but it turns out it's the same sensor that they've been using for many, many years, and they've got that pipeline yeah. down pat, and the tensor chip is super fast. It is one of the best cameras in any budget phone. Yeah. I went around, took photos with it, took videos with it, and I was very happy with it, much more than a lot of flagships these days. The yeah. RG phone can't hold a candle in the camera department to the Pixel 6a. Yeah. So that was worth noting. Um, my big qualm with this phone is it's a Pixel, and lately, we don't know how well these phones age, right? Right? They've had some really odd performance issues and bugs and things have come up with pixels. Yeah. And as of right now, 60 hertz is one of those things where you either don't care at all 
or it is a bit of a turnoff in buying a phone. Because mm -hmm. you can get 120 hertz in a budget phone mm -hmm. pretty easily today. Mm -hmm. Even so, the nothing phone has... The nothing phone, the hertz. A53, the some Poco phones, yeah. like a lot of phones in three to four to $500 have 120 hertz displays. Yeah. And I can also already read the comments of people going, I can't even tell the difference. Like, who cares? But this is, okay, you know how the iPhone SE and the iPhones are like some of the smoothest 60 hertz phones? Yeah. This is one of the jankiest 60 hertz oh. phones. It is constantly, I feel like I shouldn't, it's 60 hertz. I shouldn't see dropped frames yeah. and choppy animations. Yeah. And I already do on day one. And we know how pixels age. That's not a good start for me. So like the Tensor chip is powerful enough that it launches apps quickly. Yeah. Like when I hit the camera button, it opens the camera quickly. When I open a new app and like swipe over, the things load quickly. But when I'm scrolling in the web browser and when I'm like moving, scrolling the notification shade and moving between apps, yeah. and the fact that I can like feel that it's definitely not high refresh rate, yeah. it doesn't bother me so much now as much as I know it's going to not be as good in the future. I mean, that's like memory versus processing, right? And yeah. it, that, that was the weird thing about the Pixel 6 series was that I was reviewing the 6, you were reviewing the Pro, and neither of us had almost any issues in the first two weeks. And then over time, it just got glitchier and jankier and glitchier yep. and jankier. Uh, and so, yeah, it's 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 kind of sad. I feel like the, the mid-ranged pixels, surprisingly, with like the mid-range Qualcomm chips have been the most stable. So the Pixel 5, really stable. Pixel 4a, really stable. But mm -hmm. every time they make a high-end pixel, it ends up being janky. But now, the problem with this is this is technically mid, quote-unquote mid-range, but it's got a Tensor chip. So it's using the same processor. Yeah. Um, that could be a bad thing because it is smaller with a smaller battery and the battery life we got kind of middle of the road, not amazing battery life. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. I mean, maybe 60 hertz will help it. Um, it's been okay for me. Uh, it's another thing where like I do have a wireless charger in my car and at, at my desk and like not being able with, to use with that. some phones, it's fine. If you don't have great battery life, you can just like casually leave yeah. it on the wireless charger. Um, but yeah, no, that, that, it was fine. Yeah. I mean, if you want to get the true Material U experience, this is like the cheapest way to do it technically. But I think for like Prime Day, the Pixel 6 was like 100 bucks off, which only makes that $50 more than this phone. Um, yeah. So if you want 90 hertz wireless charging, everything the Pixel 6 does, mm -hmm. there's that. I do like this phone feels very dense, which is kind of a nice feeling. It definitely... It feels denser than like the nothing phone. Yeah, that was kind of funny. We we're like holding them side by side and like the premium feel, I'm doing air quotes, the like yeah. premium feeling phone was was actually the Pixel 6a because you're holding metal and glass, but also it's like a little bit more compact and heavier. And mm -hmm. you're like, oh, this density feels good. Yeah. Um, but are you ready for my hot take? I'm ready. If you give the nothing phone the Pixel 6a's camera, it is the best budget phone in the world. Yeah, that's, I, I mean, think that's a hot take. I think that <laughs> the only pushback you're going to get on that is the people that want a budget phone that can play games the at a high frame rate. Exactly. Yeah. That's why I think it's a hot take. Because there's like the other phones that have flagship processors that are around the same price. Definitely. So in like the in the normal everyday day to day use, I, I think that would hold up pretty strong. Yeah. And I think as soon as you get to like comparing it with the ones that did put a Snapdragon 8 Gen 1 in there or even the iPhone SE, the ones that have powerful chips that can play games for a while, yeah. then you'll see the difference. 
But uh, yeah, the Nothing phone is actually smoother than my Pixel 6 Pro. Yeah. Whatever they did with the optimization, and I guess it's probably a lot uh. of the same team that worked for OnePlus, very smooth very different from the pixel material U is just kind of glitchy <laughs> i yeah. think that's the problem like we even talked about how the nothing phone is almost very like stock ish and pixel like it feels like an older pixel mm-hmm. that didn't have material U and was very just like this is android it has a lot of material U stuff yeah i mean they've yeah. got like the the notification shade is the color of your wallpaper and all that stuff it's yep. just they don't have the weird widgets and that kind of right stuff they have their own dot yeah, pattern. dot matrix stuff, stuff. Yeah. with like one or two apps that feels not finished. Have I don't an know. NFT widget. Oh god. And flashing <laughs> lights on the back. And a fake yeah. Tesla widget that doesn't do anything. It doesn't work. I I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So 449, I guess if you want the best mid-range camera, there's that. And then if you want a Pixel, which I mean, people were complaining that apparently the nothing phone, because it's using the Snapdragon 778G plus. plus that chipset is only going to be supported by Qualcomm through Android 14. Right. Which means the Pixel and the Pixels always get at least three full years of software updates. So this, I'm assuming, launched with Android 11. Mm-hmm. So it'll get 12, 13, and 14. Guarantee. Uh, guaranteed. And then the Nothing Phone will probably only get... Sorry, I meant... Uh, I think the Nothing Phone's only going to get Android... Wait, we're, on, we're not on 11. Jesus. This is hard. Okay, we're on Android 12. Yeah, Nothing right? Phone is Android 12. 13 is in beta right now. Nothing Phone, I think, and I need to double check this, Qualcomm is only officially supporting that chip through Android 13. Whereas, oh. whereas uh, A Pixel the Pixel will go, will go through, through, through Android 14 and probably 15. 12, 13, and 14 at least. Okay. We're already on 12, so it'll go through 15. So that's yes, uh, that's going to be a notable cool. difference in like two to three years when the Nothing Phone maybe stops getting updates. Yeah, it'll get security updates because Carl said three sure. years of security. But if you want full Android but OS updates, updates, right? Got it. Yeah. However, yeah. the Nothing Phone's bootloader can be insanely easy easily unlocked. You right. can flash Lineage OS or something on there if you want. It's going to be up to the people. Like this is a. Uh, it's also around the same price. Around the same price. Yeah. So yeah, I think if you value, so here's who I'd recommend gets a Pixel 6a. You are coming from an older or another budget phone that's also 60 hertz, so you're not going to mind 60 hertz again. And you want Google smarts and features yeah, and or a really good camera. The voice, the instant tensors, like instant voice recognition. Voice to text is amazing. It's amazing. Like the recorder app, speech to text and texting people, everything about that is amazing. Mm-hmm. Better than the iPhone SE would be at that price. Um, and the camera, you get an ultra wide that the iPhone SE doesn't have, and you're just going to miss out on like really, really high end top end performance right. because obviously, you know, for this chip tensor doesn't really have the ultra high end performance and we'll see how it ages shrug. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's a higher performing chip than the 778G plus. It is. I don't know. It's, but if you can't feel it, a lot of, is it, if you can't feel it, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. With the. Yeah, true. If it's yeah. 60 hertz, it's like if you're rendering a game at 80 FPS, but you're on a 60 hertz screen, then exactly. why does it matter? Exactly. Yeah. If you have the phone with a 120 hertz screen, but it can only get up to 90, it's still going to feel better than the phone that's locked right. at 60. Right. So yeah. that's Pixel 6a. Yeah. The review should also be up by the time this podcast goes live. So check that video out if you haven't seen it already. But I think... That is about it for this week. Have some gadgets, have some cars. That's about right. I think it's only right that we end with some trivia. All right. And that is it. Let's do it. 
Trivia answers. So the first question. Oh, this one I didn't. Uh, I forgot to think about it. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I knew this. It's one. Bravia. Oh, it's Bravia, right? Yeah. What does Sony's TV brand Bravia stand for? Okay, you want to go first. Okay, so I definitely recently learned this because I was on a Sony briefing and they said yeah. what it meant. Yeah, I think and I could not believe that that's what it meant. I think that was the same thing for me. It but was also real quick. Can you both close your laptops to ensure no cheating? Sure. But I'm writing it too down. late. Thank you. We're not cheating. <laughs> it's definitely like. Let's see, BR, um, it's definitely like entertainment services. It's, there's no E in Bravia. Bravia, <laughs> video. There's no I in we. <laughs> video. It's some From like, what I remember, it's like, it's not a cohesive like sentence. It's just a bunch of words. I think it's a phrase with an and in the middle. I think the A stands for and. Can I submit that? Is that your final answer? Is a 50th of that, a point. That the A stands for and? That the A stands for and? The speed at which you went to the button makes me assume that I'm wrong, so I'm going to not lock that in yet. All right. Um, BR. Okay, so I think it's like brilliant. Brilliant. A. Oh. <laughs> Already been <laughs> passed. Beautiful. Wow. BR. Is it so... Is each letter in Bravia a new word, or did they combine some of them? They yeah. combine some, no, right? No, it's, it's a new, a new word. word. Everyone is yep. a new word. Yeah. B-R-A-V-I-A. That's a lot. Yep. Is V video? Okay. Are you kidding me? <laughs> um, is I... Uh, is O OLED? Wait, there's no O. There's no, no, no. O. <laughs> Wait, Wait what there's I no write? O in what Bravia. B-R-A-V-I-A. <laughs> I wrote down... Brovia. Brovia. You wrote Brovia? Oh, no. B, so, <laughs> video. Rendering? Audio, video. Is Real. A, is Real, A realistic? audio. A, okay. A is audio. Is B, B is video. What is the B? B. Ugh, Bullet. <laughs> Brill, bright. Brilliant? Bright? It's not bri bright. Bright. Oh. Bright. B-R. R. Audio, video. No one's getting any points. No one's going to get way. this. Yeah, this is, you might as well just tell us. <laughs> All right. Is the, the answer. at the end stand for and? <laughs> Best resolution audio video integrated architecture. Bravia. Best resolution? Best resolution. Wow. Best that's resolution? A, that's, that's, <laughs> that's real. This that's, trivia question brought to you by Ellis. Wow, that's a, <laughs> man. Bet. Wow, they're just saying all the time that they are the best. No that is what. a yep. really bad backronym. I would argue it's the best backronym. <laughs> they had no reason to go, guys, you know what Bravia should stand for? Best resolution, audio, Wait, so video. Why did they make the word Bravia? They just thought it sounded cool? Yeah, it was just a cool word. They were like, we have the best resolution, audio, video, integrated architecture. What can we name it? And they were like, what if we just take all the letters? Best resolution audio doesn't mean as much to me as video because yeah, is there also, like an audio component of bravia tv bravia is, is the only that's TV? a great question i, I feel know. like it's just like the tv so based on a name because maybe it's audio video integrated architecture. integrated hmm. maybe yeah well that's zero points oh. for both of us yeah. on that one i mean cool. we could have guessed it'd be something weird because it's sony but yeah. well that was something weird yeah so for yeah. sure what is All the right. model name of the no, third bravia no, TV no chance in 1976 <laughs> oh question. we both know this one. yeah do you want to say at the same time yeah yeah okay, okay. Can you we guys talk count? about rcs from time to time but yeah. what does sms stand Can for? you guys count down and then we'll three, say three two wait 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 is it on go or is it after go 
It, it's App. rock, paper, scissors says go. It's always on go. It's always, it's on go? Yeah. Three, two, one, go. Three, two, one, go. Okay. Three, two, one. Short messaging S- service. Short. <laughs> you, why'd you say that? <laughs> I was waiting for after go. Short messaging service. He said it was on go. Well, you can't say it as he's saying go. So I waited right after go. But also <laughs> RCS. Rich, rich message, rich communications. Rich oh, sorry, communication. rich communications. Yeah. Wait, were you gonna say short? Or were you gonna say simple? I was gonna say short, but also oh. RCS, SMS. Is there other stuff? There's MMS. Oh, multimedia, multimedia messaging service. service. Is yeah. there other stuff? That's kind of it. And then there's iMessage. So the final <laughs> score: <laughs> Marquez has three. Andrew has two from last time. Oh, yeah. And David now has two because we gave you a point from last time when you helped out Andrew. Oh, nice. So, yeah. There you okay. go. Remember last time when Andrew didn't even give me a chance and then he got it wrong? Last week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, because we're doing this thing now where whoever has less points starts. They answer first, oh. right? So yeah. if if so next time we're on, oh. whoever has less points gets to answer first. And if then they don't get it, then the person after who's winning can okay. steal. We're working on a better way to do this. Yeah, it's a whole it's a whole yeah. format of thing. How we'll do it. Oh we'll get there. And uh Andrew told us to say about the the Hyundai car, I forgot to say this. Mm-hmm. He told us that in his absence he wanted to say uh that car fucks. Nice. We'll put that. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> you can just use the thing or whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> and that'll be it that'll be it that'll be it <laughs> amazing well hey thanks for tuning in thanks for talking about hanging out and talking about gadgets with us and uh we'll see you guys in a week Waveform is produced by Adam Molina and Ellis Robin we are part of the Vox Media Podcast Network and our intro outro music is by Vane Sill Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Want to get a little more from every sip? Smartwater Alkaline doesn't just taste crisp and pure. It's loaded with everything you need to perform at your best, whether you're running marathons or boardroom meetings. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com. Hi, we're Visible. We're the wireless company with nothing to hide. Seriously. Hidden fees? We don't have them. Annual contracts? Not our thing. Great wireless on just one line? Now that's more like it. Get unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just $25 a month. Taxes and fees included. That's right, $25 a month every month. Sorry, hidden fees. We're just not that into you. Sometimes the choice is just visible. Switch today at visible.com. Rate with service on the Visible plan. For additional terms and network management practices, see visible.com.